Hey, just a quick note before we get into the show. Every episode this season comes with a tremendously detailed write-up of all the core ideas and strategies that you're about to learn. Plus, I always share extra reading and resources for those of you who want to dig deeper into the topic. So if you're looking to get even more value out of this, go check out the show notes for this episode at filmfreedomshow.com 14. So without any further ado, here's the show. Hey friend, welcome back to the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Hardy. So there's this great quote from Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, that perfectly sums up what this episode is about today. Here it is. Look around you. The evidence is everywhere. People don't finish. They begin ambitious projects with the best of intentions, but then they get stuck in a mire of insecurity and doubt and hair splitting and they stop. So if you can just complete something, merely complete it, you're already miles ahead of the pack. So I got a few questions for you. Do you ever find yourself spending months, years, hell, even decades trying to get every last line in your script to be completely perfect? Or do your films tend to stall out in pre-production because you can't find the perfect actors, the perfect location, or you just can't seem to raise the amount of money that you think you need to perfectly craft your vision? Or do you find yourself doing 87 takes of some random scene when everyone on set knows that you actually got it on the seventh take? Maybe you get to post-production and you find yourself spending weeks at a time just cutting and recutting the same scene over and over and over. Or are you like my friend Chris Socker, who's one of the co-founders of a great indie filmmaking site called Showhawk, and um, has a podcast of his own called Make This Movie. Highly recommended. But he got deep into the color correction process on his latest feature, only to come to a pretty sobering realization. I spent so much time uh, learning new tools and, and, and color correcting, and I can honestly say that at a certain point in the process, I had painted over the same corner so many times. I disabled all my color effects and looked at the shot and liked it better in raw, flat form. But it, it wasn't a byproduct of how good it looked flat and raw, because I hate how footage looks flat and raw. It was a byproduct of the fact that I had done so much to it that it just looked like shit. If any of this resonates with you, if you've found yourself doing any of these behaviors, then you, my friend, might be a perfectionist, or at least you might have some perfectionist tendencies. And those tendencies might very well be holding you back in your work, in your relationships, in your career. So that's what we're gonna tackle in today's episode. How to get out of your own way and finish what you start and get it out into the world. But first, gotta drop in a quick message from my friends over at Black Box. Hold tight. Freedom. It's one of the core values with everything I do these days. I mean, it's even baked into the name of this podcast. And that is why I'm so excited to welcome Black Box as a sponsor this season. 
because while I plan to arm you with the tools to achieve mental freedom or psychological freedom, Black Box arms you with the tools for financial, creative, and collaborative freedom. Now, the Black Box platform does some pretty rad things, too many to tell you about here. But the gist of it is this. It enables you to build a portfolio of intellectual property and profit from it for years to come. It frees you up to do more of what you love and focus less on the business side of distributing your work. So to learn more about how Blackbox can help you earn your independence, go to blackbox.global slash freedom. Again, that's blackbox.global slash freedom. All right, back to the show. So you might be asking yourself, why is perfectionism such a bad thing? After all, you've probably heard stories of folks like Kubrick and Fincher and Tarkovsky and probably others, all of whom are seemingly perfectionists. So why should we be too worried about this? For starters, it might help to take a step back and define perfectionism. So according to the dictionary, a perfectionist is a person who refuses to accept any standard short of perfection. Pretty simple, right? But in the world of psychology, the perfectionist's personality trait is characterized by a person striving for flawlessness and setting excessively high performance standards. And that's accompanied by overly critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. In other words, to a perfectionist, anything that's less than perfect is unacceptable. And if they can't meet those perfect standards, they beat themselves up about it. So by that definition, those famous filmmakers don't really fall into the category of perfectionists. They might have insanely high standards and go to some pretty great lengths to impose those standards on their projects. But at the end of the day, they ship, they hit their deadlines. And for all intents and purposes, they are or were at least seem to be content with the finished product most of the time. And I should mention that like everybody who makes a film can point out a million things that they could have done differently or better. But that's just something that comes with the territory. Anyhow, that's perhaps the biggest dividing line between people with like this malignant sense of perfectionism and people who just have high standards. Now, this is an important distinction to make because to succeed as a filmmaker, you have to do good work. You have to have high standards. And high standards and perfectionism really do share some of the same characteristics. But only one of them can cause major problems in our lives, in our careers. So I'll get back to how to spot perfectionism and tell it apart from just having high standards a little bit later in this episode. But for now, here's some of the core issues that perfectionism can cause. The first thing is that being a perfectionist often leads to hardcore procrastination. And procrastination, if it's allowed to continue just unabated or not dealt with, will ultimately prevent us from doing the work that needs to get done. And to take that a step further, if the work doesn't get done and it happens on a consistent basis, you can't really have a productive, fulfilling career or life. So reason number two here is that perfectionism causes us to waste time that could be much, much better spent 
Because even when we're doing the work, perfectionist tendencies will push us well beyond the point of diminishing returns. So think back to um, Chris Socker's example earlier, where he basically color graded his film into oblivion. That was a bit of an extreme example, but it happens a lot. We spend just crazy amounts of time on small details that ultimately no one besides us will care about at all. And don't get me wrong, doing great work and living up to your standards is not a bad thing at all. But when you're creating work that is meant to be consumed by an audience, it's wise to spend as much of your time as possible doing work that will maximize their enjoyment of your project. In a sense, indulging that like nitpicky obsessive perfectionism isn't just a waste of time, it's, it's kind of selfish. You're wasting your time on things that don't bring your audience any enjoyment and that honestly might not bring you any enjoyment. Which brings us to reason three, that perfectionism is pretty dangerous and it honestly might be the worst of the bunch. When we allow our inner perfectionist to run the show, as a general rule of thumb, we are never satisfied with the work that we do and that makes us just super unhappy. Trust me, I've been there on that one. And this is a tragic thing because filmmaking can and it should be fun and interesting and fulfilling and creative. And all of that stuff can be true even when the outcome isn't the best or it doesn't live up to everyone's standards. But by allowing the perfectionist in your head to sort of win and run the show, you're taking a lot of that joy out of the process or even all of that joy. And you're not only doing it for yourself, but also for the people you work with. Because I don't know if you've ever worked with a perfectionist, but it really just saps everybody's emotional energy and their patience. And in that way, if you're robbing people of their enjoyment of the craft because of your perfectionist tendencies, that is super selfish and you're basically setting yourself up to ruin a lot of your creative and collaborative relationships. So that in a nutshell is why we must be really aware of when we start seeing and feeling perfectionism crop up in ourselves. If we're not careful, it will run the show and it can have some pretty gnarly consequences. So after this little break here, we're going to dive into a few ways that you can not only spot perfectionism and tell it apart from just having high standards and how to get around perfectionism and conquer it. So I'll be back with you in just a second. Hold tight. This season is sponsored by my friends over at Music Vine. So you've obviously got a lot of choices these days when it comes to finding music for your films, but Music Vine is still my personal favorite. Not only is it super simple to find music that actually enhances your work, but it's also genuinely affordable, even for indie filmmakers on shoestring budgets. But here's the best part. The music is all thoughtful, expressive, and genuine. It's sourced from indie artists all over the globe who put the same care and attention to detail into their music as you do into your films. And that's why all of the tunes in this podcast come straight from the Music Vine library. So if you like what you hear in today's show, you can get five free songs fully licensed for web and social when you go to filmfreedomshow.com music. And as an added bonus, whenever you're ready to grab more tracks, the code FILMFREEDOM will get you 25% off your first purchase. 
So again, go to filmfreedomshow.com slash music for those five free tracks and use promo code filmfreedom for 25% off. All right, let's get back to the episode. Now let's start talking about overcoming perfectionism. But the first thing we need to do here is learn how to spot it. Because again, it can be pretty hard to differentiate between just having high standards and being a perfectionist. So here are a few telltale signs that you fall more on the perfectionist side of the fence. So the first most obvious sign is that you just never start projects because you're waiting for the perfect circumstances. You're waiting for the right idea or the right gear, the right collaborators, the right amount of funding, the right locations, et cetera, et cetera. There are just a million things that you could potentially be waiting for. The line of thinking here goes, if I don't have the perfect resources and circumstances, it's just not worth making anything. And in my opinion, this is probably the worst form of perfectionism because it just stops us from ever really doing anything. Because perfect circumstances and perfect resources just don't exist. They're flat out a myth. Even the biggest, most well-funded Hollywood projects run into all sorts of circumstances that are not ideal and they don't have the perfect resources either, even though they have plenty of cash. Anyhow, the reason this is so damaging is that the less consistent we are with starting and finishing projects and the less we actually do, the less successful we'll be. It really is as simple as that. So that's the first sign. Another sign that you might be a perfectionist is that you tend to think in quote-unquote all-or-nothing terms. So in other words, the project you're working on has to be successful in some big concrete way, or else it's a total failure. There's really no middle ground. And when you start thinking like this, it's really easy to get into some negative perfectionist behaviors and patterns of thought because it seems like everything in your life, your identity, your financial success, your status in society is riding on the project being perfect. But in reality, none of that is true. And this project is only one of many, and you'll get plenty more chances in the future as you continue to build your body of work. So next up, and this is maybe the most obvious sign of perfectionism, is when you're working on a project and you find yourself just procrastinating a bunch and missing your deadlines. This one is especially true for people who have been working on the same script or who have been in post on the same feature for five straight years. I'm sure you know people like that, or maybe you're like that, but oftentimes that's just a symptom of the previous problem of thinking in all or nothing terms and needing the project to be successful. And last but not least, One of the most telltale signs that you've got a gnarly case of perfectionism is when other people think your work is good, like other qualified people, but you still constantly beat yourself up over how bad you think it is. And don't get me wrong, your family and your friends and people like that will almost always tell you that your work is good because they're just trying to be nice and they love you and and whatnot. But if other filmmakers and other people who are qualified are telling you that your work is good, but you're still beating yourself up about it, chances are you're a perfectionist and you're being way too damn hard on yourself. And with that said, let's dive into some solutions now. So first off, because perfectionism is based in fear, like it's primarily a fear of failure, a fear of criticism, and fear that your best work isn't good enough, 
because it's all rooted in fear, it's something that we're pretty much always going to feel in some way or another, especially like I mentioned in the last episode, when we're working on projects that we really care about, that are really ambitious, that really stretch our abilities. But then again, since we already talked about fear in the last episode, we can also use a lot of those nifty strategies that we covered to combat perfectionism and the fears that underlie it. But I've also got some more tips for you. So here's what we've got. First up, you've got to give up that all or nothing mindset. Whatever you're working on right now or hoping to work on next, make it as good as you possibly can within reason, but don't let your entire identity get tied up in the finished product. And don't trick yourself into thinking that it has to be successful or even good. Being a successful filmmaker and building a great career out of it requires that you play the long game, and I'm talking 5, 10, 20 year periods where you build up a body of work. So here's my buddy Gnome Kroll to flesh out this concept a little bit more. You need to be very aware of yourself and where you tend to uh, draw the line as far as how, you know, when, when is it ready to start shooting? When are we ready to pull the plug on the edit and say, okay, we've, you know, made that last brush stroke on the painting and, and now it's over. And I think knowing that difference between uh, when it's done and then almost taking it too far and trying to perfect things to its detriment, um, that's just as valid of an issue for filmmakers as um, not caring enough and rushing through it and not doing enough work. So I think there's sort of two opposite ends of the spectrum. And um, and for me, yeah, I've learned that it's, it's probably the number one thing that's held me back in, in previous years and something I try to get past now. Just don't put too much weight on one project or one thing. Don't worry if there's issues or if it's not perfect. You know, just try to do the best you can and really work hard, put your best foot forward, but know that you're going to have another opportunity to step up to the plate and you're going to do it better next time if you can at least get through what you're doing right now. So the next tactic I've got for you is to embrace failure and criticism. Don't just make yourself less afraid of those things, but actively change your beliefs about the value that they provide to you. Because failing and trying again and again is really the only path to becoming truly great at your work and becoming truly resilient. And if you wanna be world-class at something, you have to realize that that's the path to getting there. And this is an area where I'll defer to my friend, Zach Arnold, because he's really taken this get good at failure mindset to heart and it's helped him with all sorts of big goals in his life. So here's Zach. Perfectionism is an excuse to never do anything um, because you wanna get it so perfect before you show it to anybody, before you go out in the world and you never end up doing anything. And I had that for years and years and years until I just flipped that script said, you know what, I have to be okay with failing. Not only that, but I wanna get really, really good at failing. So now I embrace it. Like when I fall over and trust me, I fall over a lot, like physically, this is not a metaphor anymore. When I'm doing parkour and I'm trying to jump from wall to wall and do these 270 spins, I fall flat on my face and I laugh. I'm not thinking, oh my God, that was so embarrassing. And God, I hope nobody saw that. And I'm not supposed to fall if I'm training, like I'm, I'm trying to do this really hard thing. I don't care. I laugh because I know that if, if on the card it said I need to fall 27 times before I stick it, well, the faster I fall, the faster I get to number 28 when I actually stick it the first time.
And I think that going back to this idea of filmmakers that have imposter syndrome, they're thinking, well, I, I can't make a short film unless it's perfect and I don't really know what I'm doing and people are going to see that I don't know how to direct actors and I don't understand camera work and all these other things. Like, You're going to learn that stuff by doing it and it's going to suck at first. And as a film editor, I spent years and years and years editing really bad stuff because I knew that it was going to be make it was going to make me a better editor. There's nothing that makes you a better film editor than editing horrible footage. So I said, you know what? This is just a part of the journey that I have to accept. And now in hindsight, looking back, I have so many tools and skills and devices that I've learned that a lot of other people at my level don't have because I spent almost a decade working on complete garbage. stuff there from Zach, as always. So here's my third tip for you. Deadlines are your friend, especially ones that come sooner than you're comfortable with and that have legit consequences if you don't meet the deadline. And this one is applicable no matter what you're working on, like whether it's a script or you're trying to put together a shot list or a certain take or scene during production or literally anything in post. Anything where you feel your perfectionist tendency starting to crop up should probably be constrained with a deadline. I don't know what it is, but deadlines just motivate the hell out of you. They cause your brain to go into overdrive to solve problems quickly and efficiently. It's really magical. And there's this underlying idea here that's really powerful, and it's called Parkinson's Law. And it's this idea that work expands to fill the amount of time that you give it. So for instance, if you give yourself two weeks to complete an edit, it's gonna take two weeks. But if you give yourself 24 hours, you will find a way to get it done in 24 hours. And again, I don't know why this works, but real deadlines have a way of just sending your brain into overdrive so that you can solve problems and get stuff done. Now, in order to make this work, your deadlines have to have consequences, like real consequences that you'd much rather avoid. Like the consequences could be like social, so you don't want to let people down, or you could actually put money on the line or whatever. This is something that I've learned the hard way a couple times. And actually, again, during the making of this show, I had set one incredibly ambitious deadline for it, and then I missed it. So I set another, and I missed that one as well. Now, part of that was just sort of being caught up in some depression and some other things, which I'll talk about in another episode. But the point is that my deadlines were pretty arbitrary and nothing bad happened when I missed them except just feeling like a failure and beating myself up, which only made things worse. So anyhow, that's the essence of the tip right there. Set deadlines whenever you feel those perfectionist tendencies. Make the deadline sooner than you're comfortable with to kick Parkinson's law into action. And make sure those deadlines are real and there's consequences. That alone will just kill most perfectionism right in its tracks. Now, my last tip is one that we're going to talk about quite a bit more in the next episode, and it's this idea of showing up every single day and doing your most important work, no matter what, no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on in your life. 
And this is the idea at the core of a philosophy that author and all-around awesome person Stephen Pressfield calls turning pro. And in my life, and with the people I've worked with and coached, this has been the single practice that's helped people overcome fear and procrastination and perfectionism and confidence issues, as well as rewiring some of their core beliefs. It really is that powerful, which is why it gets its own full episode, which is the one after this. But for now, here's what you need to know. If you find yourself being a perfectionist in any way, arm yourself with those mindsets we talked about earlier. Get rid of the all or nothing mindset and adopt the failure is good mindset. Then determine your project, set yourself up with a real deadline with consequences, and then spend at least 20 to 30 minutes a day, ideally more than that, working on the most important tasks for that particular project. If you can do that, even if it is just a few minutes a day, you will be able to tame the inner perfectionist. And over time, you'll be able to finish project after project and ultimately build a body of work that you can be proud of and that actually creates opportunities for you throughout your career. So that's it for this episode of the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. As always, I hope you found it helpful and that you'll actually use these ideas to tackle some of your perfectionist tendencies. If you want some extra reading and resources about all this stuff, go to filmfreedomshow.com 14 for the show notes. And I've got some cool goodies compiled there for you in addition to an outline of everything that we covered in an episode. So again, that's filmfreedomshow.com 14 for the show notes. And just a reminder, this season is sponsored by my friends over at Black Box. It's a platform that helps filmmakers collaborate effortlessly, get their work to the market, and then share in the revenue. Now, as I record this, Black Box is the absolute best way to get into the world of stock footage. Just upload to the platform once and watch as your footage is distributed to all of the major stock companies. But in the months and years to come, you'll be able to distribute all kinds of media through the platform, from shorts to features to series. Mark my words, it's going to revolutionize how we approach distribution. And now is your chance to get in on the ground floor. So to learn more about Blackbox and its exciting future, go to blackbox.global slash freedom. Again, that's blackbox.global slash freedom. Thanks so much for listening. If you dig this show and you feel inclined to do me a favor, please jump into iTunes and leave a review. That is the absolute best way to help new filmmakers find this show and to get it into more people's earballs. And with that, I will see you in the next episode as we talk about my favorite concept ever, and that's staging an internal revolution and turning pro. It'll be a good one, I promise. Peace out, homies, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.